Hello, love. Welcome back to another podcast episode. I have just been, like, there's been a lot in my mind, but I haven't really known how to put it into words. And when I can put it into words, it's like an epiphany for me, and it's like a wonderful moment. And I want to share it because I know somebody else out there is feeling the exact same way, and they're waiting for somebody to help them understand what they're feeling. So I hope this resonates for somebody out there. But, um, so it's three minutes to midnight right now. And, um, when I, I've been really, really good about dealing with the anxiety that I have. And if you struggle with anxiety, the biggest thing that I could tell you, and it's also the hardest part about dealing with anxiety disorder, is you need to accept and acknowledge and fully feel the feelings. And I know it sounds counterproductive, like where we want to run away from the issues because the feelings are scary. So if we run away from them, we won't have these feelings, but that's not the way it works. Like there's that saying that for you to deny your feelings is for you to, to, to deny a whole universe inside of you. You need to feel to release. You need to feel to feel better. And something that I've been dealing with outside of that, I have been accepting. I have been dealing with when panic arises. I'm like, okay, what do I feel it? I feel it normally within my gut. I feel that. And for me, that gut-wrenching anxiety feeling travels like spider legs out into the rest of my body and kind of consumes me but if I can feel it while it's in my stomach it can't consume me because I'm not putting gas on the fire when you deny the feelings you are putting gas on the fire so feel the feelings because they're coming up for a reason that's your body trying to do a full circuit nervous system reset that's what anxiety is is it's built up pent up stress So when you try to escape out of it, you're going to have panic attacks and panic attacks until you finally fully feel that panic attack. And if you need to have a panic attack, I highly recommend crying it out. When I did have bad panic attacks, oh my God, it felt like I was dying. Like all my worst fears would come into one and just totally come up and out of me. And it was terrifying. And I would have to hold myself and just cry and cry and cry and tell myself I'd be okay. And my heart would race so fast to a point I thought my heart was going to stop or beat out of my chest. And again, the biggest thing I could do it was just to fully feel those emotions and just sob and allow my inner child to just be heard and seen and felt and understood. And I know a lot of the things did stem from there. So after I got past that point... I still do have some underlying symptoms and a lot of people think that that anxiety is its own thing but anxiety really falls under or it's rather an umbrella, it doesn't fall under, it's rather an umbrella term for so much more. Um, Disrealization or what they call DP, DR, that all falls under anxiety depression falls under anxiety a lot of people want to say they're two different things what I've learned about um anxiety and doing intense research this this summer was that depression also falls underneath that because it's you still denying those feelings and they're building up which then cause causes 
severe depressive episodes and that's just a different form of anxiety attack but without really knowing how to transmute it because you can't turn it into panic your body just turns it into shutdown and so right now my main thing that I'm dealing with I keep saying this and I circle back around to it but finally is I've been scared to sleep because I know the next day I have to wake up to another day of battle with anxiety and I used to wake up every single morning and it breaks my heart that sometimes or last year I was so excited to get up I was like yay I would open up my shades and do like a happy dance and I was just so excited to just you know be alive and be content within my aliveness and as soon as I saw the sun and heard the birds I would just smile and gasp and so excited and now I just it's still a battle every single day to you know not project any hatred onto others when I get super overwhelmed and to I went from being kind of agoraphobic which was like the fear of leaving my house um that a lot of people do experience with um anxiety disorder to now all of a sudden I went from Oh, it was like five months, like not really doing much. And also, you know, last year I didn't have like a full-time job and I didn't have a full-time school schedule to now from not doing much this summer either, just working odd jobs to working three, four days a week and being full-time at school and then some days working and doing school and then having to come home and do homework. And so it's really been a battle for me and um through all of that it's teaching me a lot it's teaching me a lot about you know allowing myself to be me and what that means in each moment because last year I thought that I could only go uphill from there but it kind of dipped and now I'm disappointed in myself within my recovery of you know, so many things and have kind of fallen back into old patterns because they're comfortable because that's the only place I feel safe in is within that old comfortability, even though I need to grow, but it's okay. Healing is not linear. So what I've been doing for that, like right now, I'm scared to go to sleep. I'm paranoid. I'm just, these feelings of overwhelm are just surrounding me in my space and I just rearranged my room. I thought that would kind of help but it isn't because I know it's a feeling trapped inside. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to probably charge my crystals, um, burn some stuff, and lay my crystals around my bed and put some underneath my bed. I'm going to pull a card, probably one for my oracle deck, one for my tarot deck. I'm going to try to write a few things that I'm feeling down on paper, maybe read a page. I'm When it comes to things like that, don't set huge goals for yourself. Don't say, oh, I'm going to read a whole chapter of a book if you know you're really not wanting to do that. Don't say, I'm going to do a whole yoga practice. All you have to do is stretch for a minute. You know, stretch out your legs, do a few jumping jacks. Promise you'll feel better after that. You know, pull one singular card. You don't have to write it down, but just get some clarification. Just ask for some guidance from your spirit guides. It doesn't have to be something huge. Just allow yourself to you know, get something out of this human experience, whatever that means, despite, I don't, what I mean within that is, 
the electronics, I feel like I sound like a boomer right now, the electronics cause so many issues, um, as I branch more out, I realized that my phone has been a pacifier for a lot of my emotions, and I found that it was so much easier for me to just binge watch a TV show, even though I was super panicky during it, and I would look up from the TV show, and just these senses of, you know, of overwhelm would um, sit upon me, and I'm like, okay, this isn't doing much for anything, but it just felt more comfortable than actually deciding to feel within these emotions, and so I hope that maybe this resonates, or you have a response for me, but you know, you're you're gonna get through it. The way that the universe works is whatever comes up has to end. That's the way things work. So even if you think something's gonna last forever, oh my god, when I'm when I had my panic attacks, I thought that I was like I said I was gonna die, that I was going insane. When you experience bad panic and anxiety, you I never could empathize with people. But then I understood when it come when it came down to it, it's so late right now too for me that my words are just kind of being slurred and I'm, I'm so like monotone because I can't quite get everything out, but I have so much going on inside my mind. Um, but that you felt like you were going, you'd be going crazy. Like I would set down why having a panic attack and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going clinically insane but you're not going crazy. That's your mind playing tricks on you. That's part of the panic. It's part of the fight or flight mode to get you out of your body because your your consciousness is just like, I want to get out of here. So it goes into panic mode. It goes into DR, disrealization. It dis- disconnects you from reality so that you can try to survive because it thinks that there's a threat. And so I would be thinking, oh my god, I'm going insane. And so I wouldn't ask for anybody's help because maybe if I told them what was really going on, then they would have to take me somewhere. And I found out that all these feelings are entirely normal. I ended up joining a group, and if you're interested in this and you've been struggling with anxiety, um, I can send you this person's Facebook group. Um, they also do TikTok, YouTube, and um, you know other Facebook stuff. And just amazing information felt made me feel way less alone because nobody around me could really empathize with what was going on within me when I explained things people were just like oh yeah that's happened to me too but I wanted to know the deep hard things that they went through so I could be like I'm going through that too and them saying that I got through it it lasted some time but I got through it for me was a fresh breath of air I was like oh my god I'm gonna be okay and that's exactly how it was I was I'm gonna be okay you're going to be okay and you are loved and you are appreciated and it was just so much so I had another thing Oh, the other thing is when your mind is just super, super loud. So I was talking about um, like six or seven minutes ago on this episode that you need to be content within every version of yourself. So I mourn the person that I used to be. Last year, again, I was so happy. I was so vibrant. I was eating exactly the way I wanted to eat, the way my body felt good within it. I was starting a new um 
like holistic doctors so I was getting on top of other health issues and I felt so good because I was taking herbs from the earth and my body feels so good when I take that when I start new sessions of healing and I had always a clean space and I would get up really early that I loved to do. I would go to bed early, wake up early and I would meditate and I would do yoga and I would journal and I would read and I would do affirmations. I felt so on top of it. I was like, wow, this is the peak of life. I feel so good. And then school started back up and that was last year's my first year back onto uh, my campus. And so everything kind of shifted from there. And then I still was doing pretty well with staying on top of things, but then winter hit and I kind of started spiraling. And ever since then, um, I've kind of spiraled. And, you know, I, I mourn that version of me, but I'm also excited to be living this version of me because even though sometimes it's so hard to just sit and be compassionate within myself and to not be so hard on myself, it's teaching me new levels of awareness. And... It's teaching me that if I can get through this, I can get through anything. You know, I want to do so many beautiful things in life, but if I don't know how to take care of myself when I'm in a safe space within my own home, within my own room, and I'm safe, I won't know how to handle things when I'm in a more unsafe environment or not even that, but I'm in an environment that's unknown because if I can cultivate that in in this space, I can cultivate it within anywhere. And that's exactly what I'm being taught right now. And it's it's a blessing in disguise, as cliche as that is. And as hard it for you to hear is you also can't blame your issues on, you know, other people. You can't blame your issues on other mental health issues. You can't give yourself the label and say, oh, I'm just this way, like, I'm going to be a crappy person because I'm this, you know, it's not fair to anybody else. I used to be told that I was causing my own suffering, and I'd hate being told that because my ego, your ego grasps on. There's this saying that if you've ever listened um, or watched Midnight Gospel on Netflix, um, I like kind of like listening to it more than watching it, but there are episodes with, like, cartoon type situations and um basically one of the episode talks about how we grasp on or not grasp we we cling on to an identity like people would grasp onto a pole that is setting over a pool full of razor blades and we need labels because our ego that's where we find comfort is we're like oh, okay, so there's that label, I know it's what's going on with me, and I'm not crazy. But the more labels we give ourselves, the more ego can fuel that. So when you say, so for instance, I was diagnosed with depression at a young age, and so um, even though if I was never told I was depressed, I probably wouldn't have you know, spiraled so much that I did and caused my own suffering, and I know that sounds very contradicting, and um, a lot of people have different opinions on depression, but I've gone through it and I, I've seen and I've, you know, dealt with my own trauma. So I can't just say that, oh, I've come from a peachy keen family and I've never really dealt with like suicidal thoughts or anything, but I have gone through a traumatic childhood and I've gone through lots of change at a young age and I've gone through deep depression, deep depression. And I know that that's so different for each individual, um, person as 
as an individual, <laughs> whatever, um, that it does hit everybody different, but I can speak on this because I've gone through it. And so from my point of view, when I was told that, oh yeah, you're depressed, I would go to therapy and the, the therapist would be like, yeah, you are depressed, you're never going to get over that. You want to go on some meds for it? And I was like, yeah. My mom would always get so mad at that. I never understood until I finally got off of meds and I understood why and now I'm very against medication. Um, but it went from just telling myself that oh depression is also being tired so when I was at school I'd be around friends I didn't know how to start a conversation so I'd just be like oh I'm so tired then I'd go home and I'd call a friend because I was frustrated with homework and I'm just like I'm not going to do homework I'm so depressed and then when I wouldn't get any homework done it was because I was so depressed when I wasn't happy and I was mean to others it was because I was so depressed and I couldn't help myself my room was a total disaster and I had dirty dishes laying around it was because I was so depressed and all these things we give ourselves so many labels but they're just excuses I know some people will find that very triggering and at the time I did too but I don't find them triggering anymore when people now use their mental health as a crutch it frustrates me because I used to once be them and I wish I just understood because I've grown so much out of that and now I don't have depression. I was always going to be told, oh, you're going to have depression, but depression is not what we really think it is. It's not a forever thing. It's a state of mind. Depression is only formulated by living in the past and that's what I was doing and anxiety is only caused by living in the future and when I was dealing with bad anxiety I was constantly living in the future and anxiety I will say is a different thing than than depression I think that anxiety is that an umbrella term and depression can call, fall underneath that and anxiety was super debilitating because anxiety works so depression works more with your brain and anxiety works more with your nervous system and your nervous system and brain correlate so therefore when your nervous system starts to shut down your brain does too and excuse me that's why anxiety is totally different in my opinion but I try not to use it as my excuse I may be anxious one day and I may be panicky but instead of lashing out at people I'm gonna say hey I have a lot of overwhelming feelings that are falling upon me right now I really am gonna just be quiet or take a nap in the car if that's okay. And even if they say it's not okay, I'm still going to do it. And I shouldn't have even said, is that okay? But you take and you take up as much space as you possibly need. That's another thing. And so underneath that as well, it's been just so much overthinking. And last year, me was so confident within every inch of my being. I mean, there were still some things that I wasn't super confident in. But the things that I don't have confidence in now, I'm just like, oh, I had so much confidence within that last year. So that goes to tell that healing is not linear. And um, so when it comes to even just having a conversation with somebody, I overthink everything I say, and that's not usual for me. Or I'm just like scared to be in somebody's presence because what if I do this? What if I look like that? What if they judge me? You know, I can't hold a conversation. I'm this, I'm that, all these things. And the, and the main way to shut that down is to know that you're not those things. You think thoughts before thoughts come up. Therefore, it's not you. It's subconscious dumps. 
and it's every version of yourself. So that 14-year-old you that was told you're not good enough is probably replaying in your mind right now. And until you give acknowledgement to that 14-year-old comment, 14-year-old you that had that comment projected onto you, until you feel that and say, you know what? I am fucking enough. I am so freaking cool and I am awesome and I'm awesome at these things and I can talk to people and when I don't want to talk to people, I don't have to. If people are going to judge me, that's their problem and not mine because I'm awesome and unique just within me and that's just another thing within itself. So I I just got to end this episode right here, right now. I'm so tired and I... I am going to go to bed. I'm going to do a a ceremony of just, you know, unwinding and I'm going to set my intentions. And, you know, you're always allowed to ask for healing within your spirit guides, your garden angels, your higher self, your ancestors. They are there for healing and sleep is your most vulnerable time. So when you ask for those things and you ask for a thousand angels in your room and you ask for healing and you ask for guidance in your dreams, you can be given all those things because you're giving consent. Those beings that you believe in or don't believe in can't help you unless you give them consent. So don't be worried about something bad finding you within this vulnerable time. It can't find you because you didn't give it consent. Within things, you still have to give things consent. And that's another thing that really scared me was that when you're constantly in a state of depression or anxiety, you're super vulnerable because you're not willing to help yourself. So all these entities, you're giving an open space to, you know? Um, And that's not fear-mongering. That's just something that I've noticed. Some people want to call it, like, low vibrational, but I don't like giving things high vibe or low, like, vibe terms because that's very oil and watery and that's very new age spirituality there's a vibration to everything we don't need to give terms for good or bad vibrations it's just vibrate like it's just vibrating at a certain frequency and and yeah so just try your best and set those intentions and ask for guidance and set protections and zip up your energy bubble when you're around people and take space And take deep breaths, even if it makes others uncomfortable. And take a nap when you need to. And go quiet when you need to. And say no when you need to. Even if it, let's say somebody's attacking you brutally and you are a people pleaser. One of the only things that I've known has actually worked is being just as brutal back. Like, even though two negatives don't make a positive. If somebody's attacking you and they don't know what they're doing, you have to attack them right back. And it will bring some sense of awareness to both parties. Um, So if you try your best, because for me, when there's an issue, I try my best to, you know, quiet down and just be like, hey, can we talk through this? And if they're just like, no, I don't want to talk about it, then I speak up and I'm like, well, we're going to talk about it or I'm going to pull myself away from the situation because I'm not going to tolerate you treating me like shit. And that's how I've been acting. I'm just like, you know, you treated me like shit today and I don't appreciate that. Can we please talk about it? And if they aren't willing to actually work through it, because I'm not going to yell at them. I'm just going to be stern within my words and tell my piece. And if they're not willing to help, I tell them, I'm like, okay, this is not working anymore. I need a break from you. You know, that's 
sometimes how it has to be. You can't let people step all over you. It's it, that time was way far away. It's 2022, but to be 2023, and you need that peace. We a lot of people on here. Uh, I think my age, like time on here, or like the age. Oh my gosh, I can't think of the word right now. Um, is like from 15 to like. Thirty, I think. So in our age range, we've still been living for a quite amount of time. So we don't deserve at all to let people step on us. Do you hear me? Don't let people step on you. You deserve to take up space and not people tell you you're weird. And you deserve to have people then embrace your uniqueness and your love and your abundance. And you enjoy theirs. So... I love you, and I hope to talk to you again soon, and I hope this helped somebody, even though um, these episodes are chaotic, I kind of love the sweetness of the chaotic um, energy, because you guys get it, and you guys, like, damn me, and you're just like, I need to hear that, and I loved that, and you could help me put my thoughts into words, and I love when I find podcast episodes, and it's like that from somebody else, so to feel that feeling, when you guys express that I love that so much so wherever you are in time I hope you sleep well good morning good afternoon good evening I hope that you just know that you're loved and if nobody's told you today I'm proud of you so I'll talk to you again soon